This is Daily Devotions Best Of with Pastor Tim Dodson from JF Believers Church. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting jfbelievers.com. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verse 35. Then they brought it to Jesus. They threw their cloaks on the colt and sat Jesus on them. And as he went, they spread their cloaks on the road. Yes, it seems it was Super Bowl Sunday in Jerusalem. I mean, it was Passover, so two to three million people would have been in Jerusalem uh, that day when Jesus arrived. Here, Christ would ride in on the colt of a donkey. Now, that may not mean anything to you, but actually it's quite significant because uh, judges or princes in that day, they would ride white donkeys while their sons, well, they would ride the colts of a donkey. It seems Jesus knew who he was. No, there were no limos here. No secret service. It was the declaration of his kingship. It was his triumphant entry. Zechariah 9.9 in prophecy said, Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king comes to you. He is righteous and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, even on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Disciples of Christ, they sacrificed themselves to serve him and to bring him glory. They had been doing it now for three years. These would now place their own clothes on the back of the colt. Their love for him was expressed herein, not merely in words, but in sacrificial action. Let us not miss that. Verse 37. As he was now getting near at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works which they had seen. They said, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Back in Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 through 27 is a prophecy, a powerful prophecy that is given predicting actually uh, astoundingly, the exact date that the long-awaited Messiah would arrive in Jerusalem. Jesus, upon entering the city that day, in reality, offered mankind the only choice for the position of Savior of the world. Jesus saw to it that he arrived right on time that day. And practically speaking, he closed the door on all the other would-be Messiahs that would follow throughout the ages. Because according to prophecy, if Jesus was not the long-awaited Messiah, there never would be, and never will be one for all of time. Because unless some other unknown Messiah slipped in the back door of Jerusalem that very day, riding on the back of a foal of a donkey, well then Jesus is it, the only choice. Now Jesus timed again his entry into Jerusalem precisely. Because 500 years earlier, that angel appeared to the prophet Daniel and told him that God had marked out a certain amount of time for the fulfillment of certain events concerning Israel. And the beginning of this time would be when the Persian king, Artaxerxes, he would issue the edict for the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. And you can find this account back in Nehemiah chapter 2. When Artaxerxes issued that edict, unknowingly, he then set in motion God's clock for the Jewish nation. Daniel was told that 490 years would run their course before the fulfillment of all of God's dealings with Israel. 483 of those years would end up 
with the arrival in Jerusalem of the Messiah. It is believed and understood that Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem, riding upon the colt, was the fulfillment exactly of those 483 years. There was a man, Sir Robert Anderson, he was the former director of England's Scotland Yard. He's a brilliant lawyer, and he was also an avid Bible student. He took it upon himself to analyze the book of Daniel and, by his logic, determined the exact date when the decree of Artaxerxes was issued. And that date was March 28, 445 B.C. So thus, by his calculations, making the necessary corrections for errors in the calendar, he determined that on April 6th, A.D. 32, King Jesus rode into Jerusalem. That was exactly 483 years later. Now, if a 19th century Englishman understood God's timetable, how much more did the Lord Jesus? Yes, our Lord took great care with details, and he has numbered the very hairs on our heads, so it was no accident that he perfectly fulfilled all the prophecy concerning himself. Therefore, our text here in this chapter, our text opens to exactly 173,880 days from that first decree. Right on time, our Messiah rode into Jerusalem. Our text tells us that the Messiah uh, rode into Jerusalem and the masses rejoiced at his coming. Why not? I mean, he was the miracle worker, right? He was perceived to be the rescuer of their nation. So indeed, they praised God, but you know, one has to wonder if it wasn't perhaps for the wrong reasons. I mean, ultimately, he was praised for the miracles that they had seen, but not for who he was. And such praise was, and frankly still is, short-lived. For soon these very same people would shout, Crucify him! Crucify him! You know, when we base our faith on what he does, rather than what he is, sooner or later he will do something, or frankly not do something, that we disagree with. And when that happens, we will, just like these in that day, we will cease to love him, and then we are not too far behind with crucify him, crucify him. Verse 39 says, Some of the Pharisees from the multitude said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he said then, I'll tell you that if these were silent, the stones would cry out. Now the naysayers, they would interstage right. Whenever praises go up for our king, there'll always be those who will attempt to crush it. I have experienced and, and recognized clearly that the demonic realm hates to hear praise. It hates to uh, hear praise like this, uh, and it motivates them to a fervor. The unredeemed or the passively lukewarm, they're going to look at this and they're going to cry, fanatic, extremist. Because these kind of people, they're not comfortable with such outpouring of the heart. So Jesus here answers back. And he says, look, this praise, it's a certainty. You see, Jesus was here in declaring his deity. He was saying, I'm more than an earthly king. God had physically, in the form of a man, arrived in Jerusalem. John 1.11 says, He, Christ, came to his own, and those who were his didn't receive him. 
That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Thank you.